Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding. Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm -hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Hey, guys. I'm Jerry. And I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. Hey, everyone. Happy Easter. Happy Easter from the inside of your home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, raise your hand if you FaceTimed your family today. <laughs> raise your hand if you're still in pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> raise oh. both your hands if you FaceTimed in your pajamas. Um, I actually did do something with myself today. I no, mean, I by I'm still technically in pajamas, but I did shower. <laughs> You look really nice. I noticed Thanks. that as soon as you Marco polo me, I was like, damn it. <laughs> you presented yourself today and I have to, you know what? I'm giving myself so much slack recently. I'm just like, who cares? Nobody's seeing it. People, it's fine. Oh, I don't, I normally do this once a week. I did this for two reasons. One, because we FaceTimed everyone in our families, basically. <laughs> right. So... I'm not feeling at home in my body right now, basically, because my body <laughs> is a home. Yes. So I have to control some part of it because I can't control the shape of it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I thought I heard somebody coming up the steps and I was like, he's going to interrupt it. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I can't control the shape of it. So I controlled my head, essentially, and just like did yep. my hair and makeup just, you know, so I felt a little bit human. But also we have our 20 week ultrasound tomorrow. And so it's kind of like going in public. Yeah, so I'm trying not to look like I've been in quarantine for <laughs> a month. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. And I'm not even pandering to you for real. I just want to let you know that from the like 
tits up, which is what I could see right now. <laughs> you don't look pregnant, like at all. Thank you. And I felt like when I got pregnant, it was like from 20 weeks on, I was just pregnant in my face. <laughs> like my son oh, was I in my chin. It. Yeah. Yeah. My son was in my chin. It was. He was. I've. I had. I mean, I have like a natural gobbler. Anyways, it's fine. <laughs> it's genetics. Okay, I get it from my grandma, our grandma. Yeah. But I don't. When I was, I know you <laughs> dick. <laughs> but when I was pregnant, it was like twins there, and then also my nose got really big. <laughs> like that's a thing. That's a I, thing. My nose got so wide, and I was like, what in the shit is happening on my face? Oh, my gosh. If my nose gets wide and it's (laughs) beak-like, I'm going to be so angry. (laughs) I'm already basically Toucan Sam. I swear to God. (laughs) People will just throw Fruit Loops at me. I'm sure of it. In all of your pregnancies, I've never noticed that about your face. Your face even – and I saw you – when you were pregnant with Ollie, I saw you days before you, like what, two days before you had him? Yeah. Literally. Yeah, because and, it was Christmas Eve, I saw everyone. Yeah, and if I would have just looked at your face, I wouldn't have known. Well, what? anyone who saw me from five months on, which is basically like where we're at now, um, was like, oh my gosh, you have four more months to go. You look like you're due tomorrow. And I'm like, thank you. I live in this body. Yes. Again, Shut up. <laughs> whenever we did the pregnancy one, I used to go, there was a specific me- Mexican restaurant that I would go to. And every time they'd be like, are you sure there's just one in there? I hate <laughs> like, that. Stop please don't say that. that to me. I'm 20 weeks. <laughs> like yeah. I still have so much longer to go. And it was my first baby. I shouldn't have been that big, but. Yeah, that's what I keep saying is. This is my fourth pregnancy, so that's why. That's yeah. why. <laughs> your body your body is used to being, or not a used Michelin to. man? Y- yeah. <laughs> it's just like muscle memory, so everything's just yeah. like Inflate. fall into place. Yeah, yeah, a lot quicker. I am essentially an air mattress at this time, <laughs> like just <laughs> inflated. Yeah, um, it's fine. So yeah, that's why I look okay from the tits up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to tell you, speaking of tits, <laughs> uh-huh. that I have become very comfortable with my quarantine body. I don't think I've worn a bra. And I noticed this because I I was like, I haven't washed any bras in a while. And I was like, I haven't had them in the laundry because I don't wear them ever. <laughs> and they're getting very, um, they're just falling into place. <laughs> oh, really yeah. F- they're really finding themselves. <laughs> yep. And I feel they feel heavy. They just feel heavier, <laughs> but yeah, mine, it's like I'm feeling very chimp-like. I don't know. I'm into it. Yep. I gotta I tell you, before very. before they reinflated, yeah, they used to take vacations in separate parts of the country. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I lay on my back, they're just like whoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. different hemispheres for sure. I know. One's looking at Corey. One's looking at my nightstand. It's weird. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I I feel that. But I, oh. again, I feel like I can't wear a bra now. Like, I don't remember. It's like I, when this is over, I'm going to be like, what does civilization feel like? My well, eyebrow has just become one, a solid <laughs> one again. I don't have two anymore. And uh, again, I can't say I hate it. <laughs> you know, really... I've never had my eyebrows done. What? Mm-hmm. You don't never. need to. You can't see them. Yeah. Right, let's be real. <laughs> you don't need to. That's why. I was looking at my armpits today. I cannot tell you the last time I've shaved them. Yeah. And you still can't see any hair. That makes me so 
so angry about you. It's I almost shaved like this morning, and if I showed you my armpits, you'd be able to see where the hair is. Like, it's you ridiculous. know, how you have some like peach fuzz on the bottom of your arm or like on your face or something, yes. where you get like longish looking hairs, but like you, you don't really notice them unless you look up close. Yes, that's my armpits right now. No, you see again. I don't really know that because even my arm hairs, like, look at this. You can see it from here. They're so <laughs> dark. You it's can only obnoxious. see my hair in the sunlight. I know. Because it glistens. It, it pisses me off. <laughs> oh, I feel like we're just procrastinating this topic right now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so um, we changed the topic last minute. And by last minute, I mean literally two hours ago. I was I... going to say, like, <laughs> two hours before we recorded, she's like, hey, don't hate me. <laughs> I think we should change the topic. Uh, because, you know, uh, I think that quarantine has given us all an opportunity to reflect. And in the beginning, mm-hmm. whenever it all first started happening, we really wanted to put out content that was kind of like distraction, distraction, distraction. And I think everyone wanted that. That's why we all got obsessed with Tiger King. We we needed an escape. Yes. But I think as much as people need an escape during quarantine, it's also a really cool, it's not a cool time, but it's an important time. Important time. yeah, Yeah. To be introspective and to look at yourself and to look at your life and it can feel very isolating and it can mm-hmm. obviously cause you're in isolation, but it can, it can take your mind to really dark places. And I just felt that we had a responsibility and an opportunity, not that anyone <laughs> put this responsibility on us, but when we, right. when you say you want to create a community and you want to create friendship, friendship isn't always a distraction. That's exactly it. It's not always like da 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 da. Let's be funny, whatever. Yeah. You know, you have to yeah. have those. You have to have those conversations with your friends. I think it's important in building any strong relationship. And that's why um, we talked about imposter syndrome. That's why we talked about anxiety. anxiety. That's why we talked about so many different things um, that we deal with and that we felt were really important to us. Um, and I felt that now was a really important and a really cool time <laughs> keep saying cool yeah, like, you know what it is cool <laughs> everything's cool everything's cool um but to talk about faith yes and i know that there is going to be a clear split of people when they hear that topic or read yep. the topic um where they're like i don't want to talk about that but in my friendships I like talking about faith. I like talking about politics. Am I ready to talk about politics on here? Absolutely freaking not. But I like talking about faith and I like talking about different journeys and different religions and different belief systems. I like learning that about people. Exactly. And it's, I want people to know right off the bat, both ways, um, the reason we're having this conversation on here that I think is going to be cool is because we both are very different when it comes to, to yeah. our faith. Um, so if you're like, ah, oh, that's not really for me. I'm not really a Christian or I'm not really, I don't really have anything that I believe in. That's okay, sis. I got you. <laughs> I'm here with CC's you. CC's here. Yes. But then if I don't want to be disrespectful in any ways. And that's why I love me and your relationship because yeah. we both are super different. I have never been to you like 
disrespectful in any way about your religion or your faith and vice versa. You have never been to me trying to like shove it down my throat. You know, type of thing, which is not, I just wanted to say that up front. Neither one of those things is what we're trying to do to anybody, depending on where you lie. Yeah, this is two people having an open and honest conversation about our experience. And that's what I really want to drive that point home is this is our experience. Exactly. I understand everyone has a different journey and wherever that leads you, cool. We just want to have a conversation with each other because yep. there's so much I have learned by just listening to other people exactly. or stuff that I haven't thought about or felt comfort in because someone else said something I was feeling. Um, yes. So that's all well, we, we even, we even got those. I just want to say, um, whenever we put out the astrology one, which was like, so obviously catered to us because it was specifically yeah. our birthdays and like the times we were born. But even then we had people reaching out to us that was like, Oh, I'm also this. And you guys said a lot of things that resonated with me. Or like, if we tell our stories, they'll be like, that happened to me too. It doesn't have to be like, we're exactly you or yeah. you fall exactly where we lie, but there could be, yeah, I don't know. I just like, or you have to, to do what we do or what we did. And you have to believe what we believe. It's, it's literally not that at all. Nope. Um, I just think because Easter has a religious background, most holidays have some kind of like even freaking uh, St. Patrick's Day <laughs> had like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't necessarily celebrate it in a religious way, <laughs> but right. um, I just think what an opportunity, what a time to yeah. have the discussion. And it's also a cool thing t- to know that like you can be friends with somebody and you don't have to be exactly like them or there can be things that you don't agree on and you can still be friendly with them and just decent people. (laughs) So one of my best friends is Muslim and I find, I love talking about faith with him. I would love, yeah, I would love that. I am fascinated. Um, we'll get more into that, but that that's, I just wanted to reiterate your point is like, we are two very open-minded people who yes. have belief systems and it's yep. okay to have a belief system and also be open-minded. Um, and I also wanted to mention that where we are now in our faith journeys is very different than where we were 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, well, and Sierra and I really almost did like a flip flop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so funny. I just want everyone to know that my anxiety is so high right now. <laughs> Me too. And I'm trying really hard because I have this intense headset. If you didn't listen mm-hmm. to the last one, I'm wearing a very gamer. Like it makes me look like a turtle kind of with a headset. And so every time I like deep breathe, you can hear it so loud. So I apologize. But that's probably going to happen because I have anxiety like crazy yeah. right now. Yeah. And it's I don't ha- have anxiety talking be- about it with you. I have anxiety talking, knowing other people are going to listen. <laughs> That's exactly it. Well, and it's, it's a lot of the imposter syndrome all over again and the anxiety one, because we can talk all day about the funny things that we say anyways to people. Mm-hmm. Like even like talking about shitting ourselves yeah. <laughs> is something that we're open about and it's a funny story. So right. it's, fine but like being deeply vulnerable is it's hard and it's something that like makes you feel anxious vulnerable that's exactly and you don't want people to come at you questioning that or in any way getting angry at you for it because it's such a like personal thing to you so yeah and and I don't if someone wants to judge me because I 
pooped in a closet one time. Like, I don't care. But but if someone, it's not even so much someone judging me based on my faith because I feel really secure in like my faith and my journey. It's more so someone feeling judged by me. Like, I don't want to say something um, and have it be misunderstood or hurt someone. Yeah. So if, if, I hope I avoid all of that, but in talking, if I misspeak, if I say something out of ignorance, um, that makes someone feel alienated or uncomfortable, please tell me. Yes. (laughs) Like same. I am not the type of person when I say I'm so open-minded, it's not even because I believe that my way is right and your way is wrong. It's more so that I don't know everything. Yeah, exactly. I'm an imperfect it's, person and in that I will ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. I will fail you. Um, it's inevitable. I will upset you and it's never intentional. And I hope that we have created a safe enough space for people to know that it's never from a, a hurtful, harmful, negligent place. And so yeah. I am always willing to take responsibility for something that I say. Um, so again, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, we're both super, super open-minded people. We are not the kind of people that are like, I'm so set in my ways. I don't care if I offend you, blah, blah, blah. We're not those kinds yeah. of people at all. So if we do in any ways, please come to us because I would love to correct it. And also I'm open to learning. Like I said, we both yeah. are just like, we've lived a certain way for so long in a small town. So if we say things ignorantly, it, it is just that ignorance. It's just something that we don't know enough about to speak on. <laughs> or so if you, I just, even if you don't feel offended by something and you just want to share yeah, absolutely. your feelings. Uh, just because I want to hear Sierra's journey and I want to hear how she feels and have this conversation. does I, I want to hear everybody's. I agree. <laughs> you just don't have the luxury of talking to everyone all the time or everyone feeling open and comfortable enough to share it because it is such a scary thing and we are still avoiding. (laughs) Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. So I'm going to start by giving some statistics and this is, uh, as of 2017, um, this is just in America. So it's not in the world. It's in America, how there's like a religious breakdown essentially. So this is more organized religion. So 48.5% identifies as Christian. Mm-hmm. 22.7% identifies as Catholic. 21% identifies as nothing. Wow, I can't believe that Catholic gets that much less than Christian. Sorry. Yeah, it's like half. Less how than much half. Is, how much so is Christian nothing? is 48. Catholic is 22. Nothing. No, orig- no religious identity is 21. Okay. So that's almost the same as Catholic. Yeah. Um, other non-Christian religion is um, 2.9, 2.1 is Jewish, 1.8 is Mormon, 0.8 is Muslim. So those are like the big ones in America. Obviously, it could break down even further um, from that. And if you go to different parts of the world, they're obviously going to be different. Right. And from that, there's another kind of breakdown, which... I think is cool where they asked all of those same people who identified as whatever religion or not religious at all, how religious they were. Mm -hmm. So 
37% of people said they were highly religious. Okay. So basically 80% of people identified as some kind of religion, but 33 per- or 37% of them said, yeah, but I'm highly religious. Yeah, I think that's a lot of like uh, my parents were. I was raised to go to church. I don't really practice it, but I identify as this whatever, yeah. but I'm not a practicing whatever. That's actually a lot more common. That's highly you- religious, though. That's that's people who say, yeah, for sure, I'm in it. I'm deep in it. Oh, okay. Moderately is 30. Not religious is 33. So it's still pretty high. Right. But 33% of people say, no, I'm not religious, but like they still must fall somewhere. Right, right, right. But that's what I mean. Is that like their parents were, but then they just didn't end up practicing it. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Interesting. So I thought that was weird and cool. Yeah. (laughs) You can identify as one of the religions, but not be religious. Yeah. Um, Which I think I found myself there before. So that's going to go into our first question. So I have like five big questions for us and then I have something else we're going to do. But um, the first question that we'll both answer is where would you say you stand with your faith right now? Okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, I would say that I am not in any um, organized, I don't follow any organized religions. I would say that I'm in the... That you're in the Christian or in the other non-Christian religion or no religious identity? No religious identity, I would say. So that's fascinating because I see no religious identity and assume that those people say they're not religious. Yeah, yeah. Would you say you're not religious? Well, see, that's the thing. I definitely believe in something. I can't say for sure that I'm an atheist or anything like that because – I don't know. I just, I think that more happens. Obviously we've talked about ghost stuff. (laughs) So I don't think when you die that nothing happens. I think there's something there in your soul that either keeps you around or something. I think the thing that, because I did study religion for a while. And the thing that I guess like made the most sense to me, which I think this was either a little bit of Buddhism or Hinduism, but it was Mm -hmm. basically like um, your life gets like recycled basically Uh so like if you didn't do what you were supposed to do or like you didn't become a good enough person I think in Hindu or maybe it's Buddhism they call it reaching nirvana yeah so if you didn't do that when you die you get reincarnated and then you do that again but um if you did you go to nirvana but then it still wouldn't explain ghosts so I don't know I did there's just so many questions I have and I have a big uh faith in science I believe mm-hmm. what I can see a lot and like what can be explained to me. Love that. So, yeah. So that to me is like where I stand. I definitely think there's something, but I don't know what and I wouldn't mind finding out. <laughs> can I tell you when I was was writing that question, I had mm-hmm. Shane help me write these questions and I said, "Okay, I'm going to ask her that and she's going to say You know, I believe in something, but I'm not sure 100% what it is. I have a faith, but it's not like, you know, it doesn't go along with any. (laughs) It's basically exactly what I said. And I said, and then I'm going to ask her to rate it one to 10. And he's like, I don't think you should do that. And I said, I'm going to do that anyway. So I'm going to ask you. Okay. One being, I'm an atheist. There's nothing. Yeah. We are just here. And then we die and then we're nothing again. Ten 
you're pastoring a church. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Where do you fall? I would say probably between four and five. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> I said she's going to say five. No, four. Mm maybe six. I don't know. It's like a pain scale. So it's different. I said between four and six is where she's going to fall. I thought six first because I thought six was just going to be like Christian, but then, but, but that's the thing is I'm not, and I'll get into it more. I'm sure you have more questions because when we say we flip-flopped, I was like hardcore Christian in high school. Yeah. We'll get there. Things happened that definitely made me be like, well, this isn't right for me. Goodbye. Yeah. So because of that, I never stopped believing that like something more was happening around me. I just can't not believe that yeah. because I don't know. It. I think it's scary if you don't. Oh so. my gosh. I used to say that in high school. <laughs> I used to say, um, cause high school is when we were flopped. Yes. So where Sierra is at now that's I'm where so I was hardcore Christian, man. Oh, I was going yeah. to church. I was going to church like three times a week. Yeah. We were going Saturday nights, Wednesday nights, and Sunday mornings, baby. I was mm-hmm. there for it. Yeah. You were in youth group. You were like mm-hmm. in it. And I going always and said. Doing all sorts. I went to church camp every year for yeah. like two weeks. It was nuts. I remember saying to people that I would rather believe in something and find out there's nothing yeah. than believe in nothing and find out there's something. Yes, I agree. So mine was kind of out of fear too, um, initially, where I was just like, well, I don't want to be the only one who doesn't get to go because I didn't believe. (laughs) Right, right. Well, and here's the thing is anytime I see, I can't follow again. I'm I'm not trying to bash anybody who is a Christian or believes in this. So please don't take it that way. But for me, it was hard for me to believe that like I could do something as silly as saying a cuss word because it's very much in my vocabulary. (laughs) Like I just think words are just that words unless you're using them in a way to hurt somebody. So like I think if I would just say tits. Like funny, <laughs> yeah. It would be not as bad as let's say be telling someone like you're fat or yeah. you're stupid or whatever. Like saying it, I think the way that you use your words, intentionality in it, yeah. As opposed to what words you use, shouldn't be the determining factor in spending an eternity in flames. <laughs> That's yeah. just my thought. But at the same time, I can't picture dying and never seeing my son again. So yeah. I've, I'm like, there's got to be something. But I just, because of that, I'd live my life being like, I'm doing my best, man. I really <laughs> try to go out of my way to not cause harm to anybody and do as much good as I can for people. Out of even fear? Like, no, that's the oh, thing. Okay. That I, when I was a Christian, it was out of fear. It was like, I'm yeah. going to hell if I show someone my boobs or whatever, <laughs> like silly thing. You know what I mean? Just yeah. And now it's just like, I want to do it because I want to do it. If I'm doing yeah. something good, it's because I want to do it because I want to be a good person. Yeah, I actually said that. No, well, I didn't say show some of my boobs today but <laughs> I, was I was trying to say it like not get as raunchy <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah I was talking to someone about this this morning this is kind of how the ball got rolling um and I said being I was raised Catholic mm-hmm. um so if I'm going to answer the question where I stand with my faith I'm putting myself at like an eight yeah because I feel like 
I still have questions and I need answers and I still find myself, um, feeling like I question things, question the journey I think I'm on, question the path that I think is laid out for me. So I don't feel like I'm at a 10 where like I have full unwavering faith. And I know that if I said this to my pastor, he would probably say the same thing that he's like, well, I don't think I can claim 10 that I have right. full unwavering faith. I don't know that anyone does. Um, we're human. That's the point. But I would have said that I was probably at a four when I was growing up because I was raised Catholic and there's nothing wrong with Catholicism. Right. It was my journey with Catholicism. That was the problem. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if it was my age. I don't know if it was, um, my environment. I don't know if it was the delivery. I'm a real big, um, champion for people learning their learning style or figuring out their learning style. Because mm -hmm. I think if you are an auditory learner and someone tries to make you read a manual, you're, you're not going to like, do I as don't well. Know what to, yeah. I don't yeah, know and what it you has want me nothing to do, to do with your capability to acquire the knowledge and everything to do with that's just not how your brain's wired. Yeah. So I don't know if it was the setting and how the information was being given to me that made me struggle so much. I just couldn't get into it. And I was like, yeah, I believe because I'm afraid to burn in hell. Yeah, and exactly. Like, <laughs> well, um, and that was my biggest problem with it is I was like, I don't want that to be the only reason I had to take a big step back. Cause I'm like, am I just doing everything because I'm afraid? Cause that's what I think yeah. nobody should. I don't think that should be a part of it at all. Yeah. It's like this kind of goes into my next question. So I'll just read the next question okay. and then we'll go from there. Well, we kind of already answered question two. It says, would you say your current standing, belief, relationship, spirituality, whatever, um, has changed and would you have rated it different before? So I just said I would have rated mine at like a four before and now it's more like an eight. Yeah. Oh, mine was probably an eight or nine before. <laughs> like yeah. it was so, or I tried to be. I read yeah. the Bible. I took my Bible to school. Do you remember me reading the Bible? Like in between classes. I don't know. Classes? I didn't talk to you during. It was. <laughs> I know because I. You were embarrassing. I, it's really weird that anybody did. <laughs> I was. I loved Jesus so hard. <laughs> but like, oh no, 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 no! I just can't. I cannot. I. It was like an. But I think it was out of ignorance and fear, so I don't know if it was really as real as I thought it was. You know what I'm saying? See, I felt like my core of wanting to do good um, and wanting to love people and not judge people, I actually think what's crazy is a lot of my political views comes from my faith in Catholicism. Really? Yeah. Which is I funny because I think it's a. <laughs> I was gonna say I think it's a lot different than a lot of other yes, people who share your religious views. Well, that's what that's where the problem came in because yeah. as I got older, and I became more aware of the world, mm -hmm. I realized that what I was being taught as a kid growing up and what I was trying to live out was very different than the agenda that was being yep. talked about and pushed and. Yeah. It didn't sit well with me. It made me feel uncomfortable. It's where um, a lot of people, and I was one of them, dealt with the hypocrisy mm -hmm. of faith and religion. More so organized religion, not yeah. faith. 
I yeah, have that's a exactly huge it. separation in my head between yeah. religion and faith. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why mine was so low is because the older I got, the more I was like, um, I don't think this Jesus guy would like what you're saying to me right now. <laughs> that's exactly it. It's not about the religion and like him or the higher whatevers. Yeah. It's all about the people who say they are what they are and then how they represent that religion. Yeah. Was what t- was that? I mean, we'll get more into it. I'm sure that's one of your questions. But yeah. that's what flipped me out of mine almost instantly. I was just like, you people are the meanest, most hateful people I know. And then you're coming to me saying that like you're super Christian and I could not rationalize in my mind how those two things would ever go together. Right. They were so we'll talk more about it but that it was just, that's question three is what do you think changed your rating what made your number move and like i think this is where it'll get interesting for us because my number went up and yours went down mm-hmm. yeah so mine started low because of what you just said because specifically i always sang in church with my grandma i actually have um a hymn tattooed on my arm it says be not afraid i go before you always um my grandma and I used to sing it in church. I got my mom to write it. And so it's in her handwriting, but she did not like that, by the way. <laughs> she <laughs> my body in the temple and I ruined it. But um, I loved singing with my grandma in church. Loved yeah. it. My Oh my gosh. When I was, she, my grandma passed away when I was 10. Um, but I remember her singing louder than the choir. And I thought yeah. she was better than the choir. Yeah. <laughs> and it She's always like, no, made girl. me want to sing. Yeah. So I remember my sister, I think Randy was getting confirmed and I, it was so hot and it's in this old Catholic church. So there's no air conditioning and it's like over an hour long service. Cause mass is an hour. Now you're adding also people are getting confirmed. So now it's extra long. So I had on shorts and a tank top. They were dress shorts and a tank top. I didn't oh. think anything of it. And I'm kneeling during communion and I'm singing because that's what my grandma <laughs> taught me to do is you sing and you sing loud. That's how you worship. That's how you show God you love him. And this lady tapped me on my shoulder and I'll, I'll be honest, I got tapped on the shoulder a lot when I sang in church <laughs> they were because just like, people were telling girl. me, <laughs> yeah. hey, I love hearing you sing. And I was like, thank you. My grandma taught me. Um, but this lady did not tap me on the shoulder to compliment me. Uh, she tapped me on the shoulder to shame me. And she said, um, how dare I wear shorts? I should be ashamed of myself. And I remember going to the car and crying because I asked at first I didn't take anything. Like I didn't, it didn't sit well with me. I'm like, what are you talking about? It was almost, I was disoriented. And then I asked another person in the church who was older and who I respected. And I asked her, I was like, is there a problem with what I'm wearing? And she told me, yeah. And so wow. she, in a nicer way, still told me that I was being inappropriate and that mm-hmm. I was being shameful by doing by wearing shorts. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I am a teenage girl voluntarily coming to church on a Saturday and you and I'm singing, I'm participating, I am in it, I am following along and I I should be ashamed of myself because of what I'm wearing. Mhm. 
And so I cried. I cried in the car and I was like, I don't, everything I've ta- been taught is a lie. Yeah. Even, even if God was unhappy with my pants. <laughs> right. Which he <laughs> isn't. Right. I know that now, but even if God was unhappy with my pants, it is not your job to talk for him. To tell me. <laughs> you don't get to judge. If you want to say, if you want to hand me, like slip me the dress code from the Bible and, <laughs> there isn't and say, one. hey, I'm so happy you're here. I, it's so nice to see you here, but I just wanted you to know about this. That's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> That's you saying, I love you. I respect you. I'm, I am here for you. I'm not judging you. I just want to give you some information. Yeah. But that's not what happened. And so I felt betrayed. I felt betrayed by the place that I felt raised me. And I felt uh, like everything they ever said to me was bull. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) it. And immediately my number went from, I don't know, wherever the hell it was, to four. Yeah. Um, It now jumped to eight. But I'll pause and let you tell why your number moved. So the reason why it mine went up so high, I don't even remember what had me starting it. I think it I was around the time that I was like getting really into it because we had a super cool pastor and a youth pastor. Like they were the type of people. They were awesome. They were super like, we don't care what you wear. Um, my pastor used to tell me what tattoos he was going to get one day and said yeah. that I should get tattoos. Now I have a lot of tattoos and they're all very big. So <laughs> That's for you, Pastor Matt. <laughs> but he, he was cool. So I went for him and I went for my youth pastors and they were super cool. But then there were people in the church who I was listening to what the pastor said. because I was like, he's closer to God. <laughs> like, I'm just he's doing whatever. Boss. <laughs> right. And he told me like he had me like get baptized and it was all these things. And I was just like felt so much love. And I always felt because I had super bad depression, and anxiety, I felt like I belonged somewhere finally. And like people cared without knowing me. And then I had somebody who cared like all the time with me. Right. Yeah. Until those people like flipped on me. I think mine was because I was wearing number one was I wore a skirt and it was above my knees. So sorry. What is wrong with our thighs? That like literally, I, I, it's beyond me. But then the other one was that I wore holy jeans and it was like a travesty. And I and I'm like I'm my poor. My pastor bitch. now wears holy jeans. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> I'm poor. Wait, no, I wasn't poor, but you know what I mean? I didn't have a lot of money. And like, what do you yeah. want me to do? It was just so uh, they would like make fun of me and pick on me. And then I got a lot of like other little slut shamey things done to me yeah. when I was like, first of all, I'm 15. Why do you guys care what I wear? That's weird that you're sexualizing a 15 year old in any way yeah. saying that what I'm wearing is sort of sexual. That's weird. Don't look at my body. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> I'm over here singing and like doing what I was doing, praying and stuff. Like, I don't understand why my clothes are bothering you in any way. So that made me like a little bit, but then I was like, ah, whatever. But I had a boyfriend that I was super into and that he went to church with me and we were very like, and we never did. We never went, you know, you never hit a home run. We never went where others go (laughs) (laughs) because of me, because I was like, ah, whatever. And my body's for the Lord. <laughs> yes. And then it went around that I did. And like people were calling me names and like oh. saying all of these things about me. And I was like, first of all, I didn't even do what you think that I did. 
I think we got caught making out one time in the church. I'm sorry. I'm 15. <laughs> what do you want? I was like 16, I think. But still, I didn't do what I thought I did. And also, I have had hormones. Like, talk to right. me like an adult instead of shaming me for them, and it's fine. Anyways, so that when that all, whole thing happened, then I was like, well, if you guys are going to talk about me this way, then I'm going to give you something to talk about. And it stopped going, and I really, my life was just like, whoop, took yeah. a hard left turn. Because I was just like, oh, also, at the same time, was... um. I I broke up with that boy and then something else happened that was like a big thing. I can't remember what it is. I'm sure it was sort of traumatic because whatever it was, I was locked out. I seriously, but whatever it was, was enough to get me to be like, okay, man up there. I need you. Where are you? And I heard nothing. And I was like, I'm putting in all this work. I'm getting nothing from you. Right. What is happening? Like, I'm not feeling anything. I'm not, I have no guidance. Everything is just lost. So then I was just like, I don't need these people. If they represent you, they suck. (laughs) So goodbye. No offense. Anyway, by the way, I'm only talking about like a certain specific people, but I need everybody to know like what happened to make me drastically change. Cause it was so like, that's your, well, especially at that age. Oh my God. And, I was and already we were so about the same sure. age where we had our yeah. turning point essentially. Yeah. And it's funny because you said, um, you've talked about it before where like, I wouldn't even leave my house without having makeup on. I was so insecure about my looks. And so for somebody to comment on my looks in any way, I was not trying to be a sexual person back then, like at right. all. It's so weird when they would be like, your shirt's a little low. I'm like, Okay, what do you want? This is a size small, and I I don't have money for a new shirt. So what? I'm right. sorry that I grew boobs overnight. <laughs> I'm a human being. That's what we do. I can't help it. How about you not look at them? I don't know. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was the whole thing that kind of spiraled me down because I wasn't even thinking about myself in that way. So why are you thinking about me like that? Right. It's just, it was, it was starting Planting to- seeds in your mind of doubt and insecurity and, and not only in yourself, but in the one thing you in the one place you felt safe exactly and those people were supposed to be yeah they were supposed to be my safe space like because they represented him and he was supposed to be my safe so that the fact that they were now like looking at me like I was the enemy when I thought in my mind I was doing everything right I just couldn't yeah couldn't f with that you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 I got you I got you yeah that was the other thing too I couldn't uh, my mouth started getting worse just because again words mean nothing to me like unless I'm using them in a bad way and then I said I think I said like ass one time and everyone was like (gasps) and I was like man it's just an ass man (laughs) (laughs) like a donkey you know the one that got them through Bethlehem (laughs) they say ass in the bible so like chill out (laughs) But I just uh, thought, I thought if he, if there was a God, okay, this is my thought process back then, then he wouldn't, he would know inside that I was a good person. That's also why I didn't mess with the Bible or anything. So I'm like, I don't believe that he's going to take those things and shun me because of who I am, because he right. made me like that. So why right. would he do that? I am obsessed with clothes. Oh, yeah. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for my closet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's why I'm so excited to be sharing Newly with our audience because Newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in, but are like going to make your bank cry. Mm -hmm. Now you can rent them 
for a period of time, and then you just ship them back. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. That's another beautiful thing Mm -hmm. because a lot of places may not have options for everyone. And this has so much diversity, not only in the brands that they offer, but also they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it and you're like, I I don't think that's for me. But there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code tangents 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code tangents 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or afford them? Try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Honestly, a lot of times you make that appointment at your appointment you already have. I don't know when I'm going to schedule my breakdown. I don't know when I'm going to need to talk to somebody. And with Talkspace, it's so nice because you can send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. Talkspace therapists can help with any specific challenges that you might be facing. And it's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, so much more. Plus, therapy can help you find the tools to cope in difficult times and just be a guiding light. So like maybe you're not going through something really intense, but you just have like, I don't know, a work issue or something going on with a friend of yours that you just need an outsider's perspective and Talkspace is amazing for that. They also are in network with most major insurers so check in on that. Yeah, absolutely. If you got it. Plus, as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80 to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash tangents, promo code SPACE80. Spring vibes are in the air, and when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming around your house, you probably want to smell them and not your litter box. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Pretty Litter, you can. Seriously, nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. And I'm serious when I say that the, whatever magic is in those crystals, I cannot smell anytime. My cat will literally poop right next to me and I don't realize that she did it until I hear her litter box start going. It's lightweight, low dust and one six pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals also change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat like urinary tract infections, kidney issues and so much more. Which is super helpful since cats can't talk and that's important information to have. (laughs) So true. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. I know because whenever I go over to Sierra's (laughs) 
It's there. <laughs> I always have some. Seriously. But it's so nice because I don't have to change it as much as normal, but I still have some on deck then whenever I do need it. And you won't run out and you don't have to go to the store and carry around a giant thing of litter. Go to prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash tangents. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is the most important thing to you when it comes to menstrual care? Um, I would say probably not having to worry about leaking, going about mm. my day, and not worrying about having to run to the bathroom when you feel that, oh, what's, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, I think I'd agree. Yeah. And that's why we're excited to tell you about Flex. If you want a period product that looks out for your body, your lifestyle, and the planet, you've got to try Flex. There's the Flex Disc, which is a one-time-use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. It's not a cup, and it's better than a tampon. It's unlike any period product you've ever seen before. One Flex Disc can be worn for up to 12 hours, and it holds as much flow as three super tampons. Plus, you can wear it for mess-free period sex. Yes, my white sheets love that for me. <laughs> flex discs also create 60% less waste compared to pads and tampons, so they are planet-friendly. And if you want to go with zero waste and have the planet love you even more, you can pick up the Flex Cup, a reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo rated number one. The patented pull tab makes Flex the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. You already know how to use it and you won't lose it. Yes, which is very important. It's also disability friendly and made with beginners in mind. So when I say like this is easier to use than tampons, I really truly believe that. Well, this beginner is grateful for that. <laughs> yes. It's also velvety soft and completely body safe and it lasts for years. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com slash tangents and use code tangents for 20% off flex disc starter kits. Or 10% off your first flex cup. Plus, you get free U.S. shipping. That's code tangents at flexflexfits.com slash tangents. And that's that's the part that I struggled with and where now... I feel I'm in a different place. So I explained why my number went down, but I want to share why my number went back up. Yeah, go ahead. Shane had a very similar experience where he was in a Christian uh, hardcore band and they used <laughs> to travel um, and play these different shows. And he ended up staying at um, this one pastor's house. And that pastor was like, our religion is the only religion and everyone else is wrong. They are this, that, and the other, and this is the only way. And Shane was yeah. like, mm, I don't, don't like that. I don't buy that. <laughs> mm -mm. So from then, he, that was his number shifting down, mm -hmm. essentially. And then some hard stuff happened in his life. Um, he lost some loved ones. Uh, his parents got divorced, which hit him really hard. And there was just all of these things that, he felt similar to you where you're like, Hey man, you're supposed to be this thing for me and I'm in pain. I'm hurting. Yeah. Where are you right yeah. now? And I remember he came to visit me in college and sat down on my bed and was like, 
I asked him about his faith, if he believed in anything. And he was like, I don't believe in anything, nothing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Ah, here's the thing. God told me I was supposed to marry you. So (laughs) I'm going to need you (laughs) to, uh, believe in something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I tell people all the time that Shane and I are soulmates and I don't mean that in the cheesy Hallmark way. I mean, I feel like God has talked to me a couple times and I know that sounds insane. Yeah, I never have. So what the heck? (laughs) Yeah, but it's, I didn't really hear, this is why the stories tie together. I didn't realize he was talking to me. Yeah. Until later. Now I feel like I can recognize it. People who like, (laughs) People are going to think I'm such a friggin' fruitcake and I'm probably <laughs> too, doing such a disservice to my faith, but whatever. Um, so Shane and I met in college and he told me he wanted to go to Florida to go to school. Yeah. And we had only been dating for like a month. Well, he broke up with me after a month. So oh. yeah, but we stayed friends. <laughs> I came up then. <laughs> and yeah. Okay, and it time. was... It was because uh, in that moment, God told me, like, y- you're going to marry him. It doesn't matter that he goes to Florida. He yeah. can go to Florida. He needs, in fact, he needs to go to Florida. You guys need to break up. It's okay. And this is not me saying that if someone broke up with you and you're still holding out hope that <laughs> God's <laughs> yeah. speaking to you that you're going to get back together. This is my story, not yours. Okay. Um, back off. Well, I've had people say that to me before. They were like, oh my gosh, that, that gives me hope. And I'm like, no, 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 don't. Because God may want this to end for you right now. I just know (laughs) that he told me this wasn't over. Um, when everything inside of me was like, this should be over. Yeah. I can do math. This points to over, but, um, he went to Florida, obviously came back told me he didn't have faith and I'm like you well you should so I'm gonna need you to find your faith again um he slowly got his number back up from like zero yeah to like a three or four kind of where ours was where he's like I believe in something but like I don't like organized religion that guy really turned me off from it whatever and we had we have this our best friends they're uh, this couple that we hung out with often um they live in cleveland now matt and amber were constantly telling us to come just see their church yeah and they went to a bible-based church and um they were like it's so different if anything shane you'll really enjoy the music aspect of it and at this point i'm still like not in it i'm not right. in it And I know that Shane, we wanted to find a church before we had kids. So I said I would go because it was like a Christmas special. And Shane was like, all right, for the music, for for the music, I'll go. Right. right. And I walked in and felt so sick. I wanted to cry. My anxiety was through the roof. And it was because I felt like I was betraying my grandma. Yeah. All of those feelings of. Catholicism is the only right religion and everything else is a bunch of bull crap. <laughs> yeah. And if they're not doing, if they're not standing up and kneeling and taking the blood and the body every single week and they're not repenting uh, and they're I not I gotta doing, tell you, that's exhausting. It, it, <laughs> I've gone like it twice. Is. It's so exhausting. Um, 
but that was all flooding back into my head. And I felt like I was disappointing my entire family just by stepping into this church. Right. And I, we sat down, um, and they played a couple songs and I look over and Shane is loving it, like loving it. And I was like, shiitake. (laughs) (laughs) I, this is going to have, this is going to be our church. Like this, if I want our family to have some kind of faith, to have some kind of belief, because I really do believe that at my core, what I learned at church and Sunday school made me who I am. And I yeah. like, I liked those parts of me. So I knew I didn't want to go back to a Catholic church. I knew that wasn't our journey. And I knew Shane never felt comfortable there. And I saw him here and I'm like, Oh, now I'm uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> so I, Emmanuel was playing. That was the song. And I closed my eyes and I, prayed and I said if this is okay I need you to tell me and as soon as that happened all the lights went out in the church and then this video started playing and it started playing the song you are my sunshine and that is the song that my grandma sang to me always as a little kid and I bring it up all the time to people when I talk about it because she used to hold me like a baby and I felt so big in her arms Um, and someone once said to me like that that was a really profound statement meaning not only did I feel like my body was big in her arms but like I felt important yes with her I felt bigger than myself with her and so I felt like Anyone else can be like, that's just a coincidence. Well, okay, I've experienced too many coincidences to believe that coincidences are a thing. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah. So when that song started playing, I took that as her telling me it's okay. Yeah. It is okay. You can be here. Yeah. <laughs> don't, feel, don't carry the burden of um, anxiety or doubt or guilt. Don't hold on to that. It's okay. And so we started going. No, actually, I'm going to back up. So toward the end, the pastor did a call, an altar call, where essentially he says, like, you know, if you want to give yourself to Christ, if you want to rededicate your life, if you feel that you are finding yourself in faith again, I encourage you to raise your hand. Sorry. <laughs> um, and I felt like, no, nah, I'm fine. I already have faith. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I already know Jesus. <laughs> I'm so good. I didn't do anything, but Shane raised his hand. Yeah. And at that point, like, I had a flashback moment to him sitting on my bed. Yeah. Saying, I don't believe in anything. And then the pastor was like, I encourage you, if you want to take a step further, come down here. I want to meet you. And <laughs> I looked, and Shane's shoes were gone. Oh. <laughs> and he is going down um, to the front and uh, Matt and Amber were with us and we looked at I was like, Matt! And I'm like crying. <laughs> and so Matt goes down with him just to kind of like sponsor him or like be there and support with him. Yeah. It was one of the most emotional things I'd ever been through. And at that point in time, guys, this is such a long story, sorry. But <laughs> at that point in time, I like 
thought Shane was the person who needed to find faith again. Right. And like, yeah, I already have a relationship with God. I'm like at a four. I'm good. Right. You're, you just need to meet me here at four. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized that he actually was higher. He had gone right. like beyond four at that point. He went up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And it was after that that we got married and shortly after we got married, experienced our first miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And we were we were going to church, and I was still probably sitting between a four and a five. Like I, I didn't Just feel like going through the motions, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it was like I have faith. Like I like being here. I like these songs. No one's yelling at me for wearing shorts. This is tight. Right. But I didn't feel anything different. I just felt like I was now. I still felt weird every time I went. I never like raised my hands. I didn't yeah. even sing all the time. I was just kind of like observing. <laughs> right. I I realize now that just observing is not having faith. Yeah. Like to me, yeah, I, I believed, but like it's just different now. <laughs> um so we had our first miscarriage and then we got pregnant again. Um not too long after. And we made it 16 weeks with that pregnancy. If you didn't listen to the pregnancy podcast, made it 16 weeks in that pregnancy and, um, had at our 16 week appointment, found out that there was no heartbeat. We had lost, um, our son. I had to have emergency surgery and we found out that he had down syndrome and that's why he didn't make it. Um, and I was devastated Mm -hmm. in a way that I can't explain. I have never felt so empty. Yeah. And I remember, um, when we found out we lost him was like a Thursday. I was having surgery on Monday and Shane was like, can we go to church? All he wanted to do was just go and pray And I, we went and I remember standing there and I looked pregnant. Right. And I was trying to hide it because I didn't want anyone to say anything to me or ask me because I'm standing there knowing I have a dead baby inside of me. Yeah. And in front of me was a row of people who were deaf There was an interpreter in front of them Mm -hmm. and they were standing there with their arms in the air worshiping. They couldn't even hear the music. Yeah. And I'm standing there thinking like, I'm devastated because I lost this baby. Yeah. You can't even hear this music and your hands are in the air. Yeah. (laughs) You are worshiping. And in my mind, I'm sad about losing a baby and you've never even had hearing like, right. or maybe you lost your hearing. Maybe you lost that and you'll never even get to hear your Music. child laugh. You'll yeah, never, exactly. Not hearing this. You'll never hear someone say, I love you. Like, and I just felt like if you're worshiping, why aren't I? And I started having like a panic attack. And that's when I realized my faith wasn't where I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't on a solid place. It was shaky still. It was questioning. It was doubtful. Um, and we didn't end up staying for the service because I really thought that I was (laughs) 
gonna pass out yeah Um, like I'm on the verge of like throwing up so we ended up leaving and then um after I had my surgery Matt and Amber were hosting um a small group and they just needed like bodies for the small group I am not a small group type of person again remember I'm sitting at a four so reading a religious text and talking openly about like, I didn't even like saying the name Jesus because I thought it was weird. Right. <laughs> right. Hearing people say Jesus or, or listening to worship music made me feel so uncomfortable. And I didn't realize that that was like, you you got faith, girl, but you can't say the main guy's <laughs> name. <laughs> um, so we agreed to go. One, because we had like no friends and we were going to get to meet people. And two... Um, they, they were our best friends and they needed bodies. So whatever, what else are we doing? And we read the book, how's your soul. So how's your soul is by Judah Smith. I recommend it to anyone, even if you don't have, um, any intention on like ever having faith, like it's just a good book about like mental health. (laughs) Now there obviously is just based to it. There is it's faith based, but it, what it did for me, oh my gosh, it was incredible. So there's a part in it where it talks about asking for help. And I don't know if anyone else has done this or if you've done this, but whenever I used to pray, I never prayed for myself. Yeah, no, me neither. I was always like, I'm fine. Like, I mean, things could be better, but like, no, pray for the poor people and pray for the hungry people and pray for the people who are lame and all these other things. Yeah, except for that one time that I did pray for myself and then I didn't hear anything. I was like, bro, (laughs) I have been doing this for other people for so long. Give me something. Yeah. Um, But he was talking about the importance of asking for help. And I'm like, okay, well, here goes nothing. And it was so uncomfortable. It's still uncomfortable, uncomfortable for me to pray because I don't know how. And it ends up, I don't know if you've seen, um, there's like this video where this person starts to write out a prayer on a letter board and she like restarts it like a million times and then just ends up throwing all the letters on the board. It's like, frick it. I don't care. I'm done. (laughs) That's how my prayers feel. Yeah. So I remember asking for help because after losing Jonah, that's what we named um, the baby we lost. I wanted to die. (laughs) I did. Yeah. I don't know how to sugarcoat it. I don't know how to um, say it in any other way. I didn't want to be here anymore. I felt mm-hmm. empty. I felt alone. I felt, even though I wasn't alone, I was aware of all people like invite you to join the miscarriage club like immediately. So oh, yeah. I knew that there were other people who had experienced it, but it, it didn't matter. It still felt like I was the only one. And I just felt it was the darkest. And I didn't realize I was probably experiencing postpartum um, depression. Absolutely. Uh, But I'm 99% sure I was. Um, I remember it was in that moment that I prayed and I asked for help. And I had just started my photography business. Shane had encouraged me after our first miscarriage to... um, just try it out, see, see what I could do with it. And I had, I kept telling people I was going to run away to Oregon. Mm -hmm. 
I had never been to Oregon. And if you pulled out a map, there's no way in hell I could point it out. <laughs> but I know. I, I think Oregon, Oregon was like where Washington is. <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah, they're, they're next to each other. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. But I had no idea where it was in the world. But I just kept saying, I'm going to run away to Oregon. And people kept saying, your problems will still find you in Oregon. Like, you can't yeah. run away from your depression. You can't run away from all these issues. And I was like, no. I think sure I can. <laughs> I don't think it can find me there. There's a lot of time zones to cross. Right. So <laughs> I kept saying that. And then after a shoot one night, I pulled into the driveway. I can still picture it. And I saw um, these two girls were starting um, a, a live on Instagram. And they were talking about a retreat for photography in Oregon. And I was like, <gasps> and the way they were talking about it, they're like, yeah, we're going to do photography stuff. But it's all about, um, I just got emotional because there's a full circle part to this long ass story. I promise. Um, <laughs> it was talking about just rejuvenating yourself, um, and taking care of your mental health and taking care of your mind and your body after the busy season and finding your creativity again and find just like healing and I was like, oh, my gosh, not only do I get to do my passion and learn about it from people that I respect and think are so talented, but I also get to feel whole again. And I get to go to a hot spring and I get to have a massage and I get to have wine and fireside chats with like minded people. It was just it was like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like in that moment, God was like, all right, you wanted to run away to Oregon here's your chance to go to Oregon. And I looked at the price and I was like, Oh yeah, no, that's mean <laughs> because <laughs> why would you do this to me? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but when you have surgery, the surgeon and the hospital send you two different bills. <laughs> and they look and that's rude. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys get on the same payroll? It's really it's so oh, God. expensive. Um, and when you, I don't know if you guys, if you've not had a baby, you start making payments like while yeah. you're pregnant yep. to have the baby. And if you don't end up having the baby, you don't get reimbursed. It's like, right. Right. What? wait a minute. I gave you all this money and I don't have a baby at the end of this. Could you at least put it towards my surgeon? <laughs> right. What's happening? So um, rude. So rude. So anyway, I had watched the live mm. and like, then I found out about it, and then I thought, well, this is never going to happen <laughs> ever. Because right. not only could I not afford the um, retreat itself, I couldn't afford the plane tickets and the retreat. Right. Flying cross-country used to be expensive before. That <laughs> <laughs> <No>, was not. <laughs> um, so a few days later... Liza, who was one of the girls who was um, one of the leads at the retreat, messaged me. I had seen her on the live and she messaged me and she was like, hey, I saw you were interested in this retreat. You should totally come. And I was like, oh, wow, looks so cool. Wish I could. I don't think it's going to work in my schedule. Next day, she messages me again. 
Hey, you know, I really feel like you should come to this retreat. And I was like, maybe next time, just really trying to not fully saying what's going on or like yes. why. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't know her. Exactly. And I'm so ashamed in myself and my body and just like who right. I am in general. Um, and oh, I, that's depression and I, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kept saying, oh, maybe next time, you know, I, I don't know if I can swing it. Mm-hmm. And she, a third time, a couple days that's later, insane. reached out. Yeah, that's insane. She said, I, I know you've said no, but I really, I just feel like you should come to this work, this retreat. And I was like, I'm going to be straight with you, Sally. <laughs> I've had two miscarriages in the last year. And I need this retreat more than I can even explain to you. But every dollar I am making from both of my jobs is going to keeping us above water right now. Yeah. Shane was in school, working part-time, and I had all of these medical bills piling up. Like, I I cannot go, but I promise you I need to. I really, really want to. Yeah. Thank you. But I can't. Please stop asking me. It is painful to keep to say saying no. no. Yeah. And I remember sitting in a in a meeting immediately after I sent that message. And she sent back Rachel and I. And Rachel was the creator of the retreat. Um, Rachel and I are going to pay for you to come. Uh, I love that story so much. So I just remember sobbing in the meeting thinking like, why? <laughs> Right. What? And I just kept thinking back to the book and saying, ask for help. And I was like, I felt, I remember telling this story. Um, cause I told, I told my small group about this. Um, have you ever heard the joke about the person in the flood asking for the boat or asking for help from God? No, I don't think so. Okay. So there's this person and there was a flood. I'm not going to tell it well, but there's this person in the flood and they're like calling out to God, like, Hey, um, save me from this flood. And this person like comes up and they're like, Hey, do you want to ride on my boat? And he's like, no, God's going to save me. And he's like, okay, bye. And then he asks again, and another person comes by on their boat and he's yes. like, do you want to okay. ride with me? And, and he's then, like, I sent you three boats. <laughs> yes, <I know. laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that was my thing of like, Oh my gosh. This is you helping me. Yeah, you you're sending me my boat right now. Right. And I could have easily missed this. Yeah. And I don't think it was coincidence. I had never spoken to this person before. And why would anybody ask you three times like that? Like Wait. and most people would just be like, Oh, okay, you can't like whatever, you can't swing it. Right. Goodbye. <laughs> And it wasn't even like I had a huge following on Instagram. I had maybe a hundred followers. Right. Maybe. Um, My shooting style was totally different. Yes. But their shooting style was. And so it was kind of like I wasn't eye catching in any kind of way. I was new. I, it was just like, why in the world is she picking me out? And why is she being so persistent right now? Yes. Yeah. So, um, after I got home from Oregon, I started to see a change in myself of being, mm-hmm. and my number was going up like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing you. I'm seeing yes. And 
that's when I started recognizing him speaking to me in these different ways. I call it the flush. Yeah. <laughs> and there's something that kind of references it in um, the book. But that's when I realized, oh, I felt the flush when he told me I was supposed to marry Shane. I felt the flush whenever I went to Oregon. And then um, I was told that I have a genetic thing and that I wasn't supposed to have kids. And I actually had a surgery scheduled for May 4th. I know it was May 4th because I told everyone I planned on telling the nurses, may the 4th be with you right before I went under. (laughs) And a week before I was supposed to have surgery, I found out I was pregnant. Yep. And if you want more of coincidences that aren't coincidences, I started my photography business at a time where I was able to build up my clientele enough to cover my income from teaching. I had my son when I only had a couple months left in my fifth year of teaching, Mm -hmm. which meant I was eligible for loan forgiveness. I uh, fulfilled the requirements of my teach grant. And now I had a business where I could leave teaching and stay home with my son. Mm -hmm. That timing to me, I, it doesn't make sense in any other way. Yeah. Other than there was a plan. So long story, like super long. (laughs) (laughs) We, um, we started becoming more active in the church. Uh, we joined the worship team. We're not active anymore since we moved an hour and a half away from the church, but, um, I sang on stage when I was super, super pregnant with my son and Shane was playing the drums. And like, I, I have a faith now that I, there's no way I would have had without all the hardships. So like, Oh yeah. That moved my number drastically. Yeah. Yeah. I think that moved when I went through mine and went and moved it up to the four, (laughs) which is (laughs) what I'll say, but it was a zero like Shane's. And it went down even more after that because horrible things happened to me, like five years worth of the worst shit that I thought I could ever go through. Um, And like losing everybody that I loved and all this really fun stuff. (laughs) Um, And then moving six times and basically being homeless for like three months and having to live out of my car sometimes and all this good stuff. And then it was like, I was like, okay, I'm at rock bottom. I don't know what to do anymore. And then all of a sudden it was like, here's a good thing. Here's a good thing. Here's a good thing. Here's a good thing. Everything fell into place for me, like all in one month. And I I can't explain it any other way except for that. It had it. That was what moved me up a little bit because I'm like, there has to be something. There's no way this many coincidences happened this many times in a row like that to get me to where I am right now, which is a hundred times better off than what I was. Which that was the exact same time that Oregon happened. Yes, because I remember calling you and being like, remember, you told me this is like this happened for you and you pushed me to. The number one thing that like I had to do, I had to get out of a living situation that I was in and um, I was able to apply. I worked at Texas Roadhouse at the time. That's why I said I'll never bash Texas Roadhouse because even though they're a corporation, they take care of their people. And there's like a thing that you can apply for. It's called the Andes Outreach Program. And um, 
you can like say everything that's happening in your life and you can ask for a sum of money. And like, it's very rare that you get it. Like, I think the only times they've had people like give it to um, employees for like somebody died and it was to cover his funeral costs. One girl, her son had, uh, I think it was cancer or some kind of something Mm -hmm. like that and went towards his medical bills. So like big stuff. And I was telling my boss about all these things and I'm like, they're not going to give me this money. I wanted like, I think it was 750 or $800 basically just to get a first month's rent and deposit on a new place. And I'm like, there's no way they're going to send me this money. He's like, just try that's the only thing you can do and I was like well they're not going to and even if so I can't find a place that's going to work out in that amount of time and it was like the day that I found out that I got the the money I found a place that was cheap enough for me to move in and far enough away that I could start over and it was just plus at that time I had met Corey that exact time so it was like boom 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 everything was worked out and then I was like Oh, it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, she called me, and I remember I was sweeping the floor in Oregon. We were like cleaning up the house, the oh, lodge. You were in we Oregon. That's I right. Was, yeah. I was crying because I had to stay in one place, or else I would have lost service. Yep. And uh, I actually didn't have service all week. That was the only call that came through. I yep. like couldn't talk to Shane at all. <laughs> and uh, you're like Jerry. I think I feel it. I think I felt the flush. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. And it's been two years, and <laughs> her number's not moved at all. But I've been trying. <laughs> Listen, I, I know that there's something. I just still can't get behind organized religion. I'm sorry. You Listen, there's it's something, though. <laughs> yeah. No, it's well, that's... there wasn't. Actually, number four. This is going to be a super long episode, I feel like, but whatever. So sorry. <laughs> um, to you, what's the difference between being spiritual, being religious, having faith, or some kind of relationship? Is there a difference? Um, I definitely think there's something between being religious and having faith. Like I said, because I have faith that there's a higher something, but I don't think I don't settle myself into any kind of organized religion. Basically, my biggest thing is like any organized religion was made by man, was written by man. Men wrote the Bible. Okay. Right. So I can't get behind that because I don't know what those people had as an agenda. Do I think that there's something more? For sure. But I can't get behind anybody who was like a mortal human putting their, I guess, like rules together for it. Yeah. Because a lot of that seems like things that would contradict it. I feel like God wouldn't be like, hey, I'm going to make you gay. And then you're not allowed into heaven if you're gay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I just can't get behind that. I'm like, why would you even create people that had that feeling towards other people then? There's right. no there's no reason for it if that goes against everything that it just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the one thing I feel like is organized religion is man trying to understand yeah, what God yeah, intended. Yeah. And they, and like, I are putting all these rules and parameters because that's how Mm -hmm. it makes sense it's almost like if if you can't understand it then you can't control it and it that's not how it's supposed to be (laughs) i think that's more about controlling people and especially controlling women a lot especially in like christianity and catholicism i think a lot it's showing so hard and i'm sorry (laughs) about it (laughs) but i'm just saying i don't think i think if I think 
God would be like, listen, love you both the same. Um, you can do what you want to do. That's why I made you. You're perfect. Don't kill people. Don't hurt people. Yeah. Like those are cool. But like anything other than that, like <laughs> don't. don't <laughs> I'm cool with that. Don't go out of your way to hurt other people. Boom. That should be the only rule. There you go. Don't go out of your way to hurt other people in yeah. any way. Yeah. Mentally, Just physically, don't do emotionally, don't do it. Um, don't do it. I agree with that. Um, I don't understand necessarily when people say that they're spiritual. No, I don't I know what that, that shit. <laughs> I just don't know what it means. Well, okay. No, I just, there's a comedian that's like, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. And they, they make fun of that a little bit because I think those are the people who are literally just, they don't know what they're talking about. They just want to talk, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that to me okay. feels very fake. This is me asking if you are someone who identifies as spiritual. Please tell me what you mean. I yeah, I I genuinely I'm not trying to be rude. I'm basing I, this off of one person that I know who was a huge narcissist butthole to me. <laughs> and he used to say that stuff and I was like, you are not because you are the most evil person I've ever met. You're I not just, spiritual. You just want something to latch on to to make other people think that you're cool or or like manipulate women. Sorry, go on. <laughs> well, being raised Catholic, I'm I was taught that there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. They're all three different, but also one. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very it's very confusing. <laughs> um so like when I hear spiritual, I think, well, it's the same thing. It's like they're all the same situation but i think that there are people who are like no 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 i'm that's different and i just don't know what that is. i don't understand because i'm not educated on it can i tell you why i went off on that just a little bit i want to yeah. i want to explain myself more <laughs> because when i think people who say i'm not religious i'm spiritual my first thought again true crime lover baby my first thought is cult leaders like mm. people who are just saying that to get masses of people to follow them and basically so that they can control and like they're just narcissistic people who are like, I'm spiritual, but I'm I'm the spirit, basically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, almost it's kind like, of like, OK, if you can't there find is a yourself, higher power and it's me. Yeah, and I, if you can't yeah. find yourself in another faith. If you're not under, if you don't feel like you fit into any of these other religions we'll or these boxes, mm -hmm. uh, come to my box. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I, let me have sex with you. <laughs> Well, or, yeah. Well, I think that's also partly why I like, I think it's vague to me in a way. Cause I, again, I'm uneducated on it, but like the vagueness probably lends to the cult. Yeah. And again, that's, yeah, that's the just potential my cult part of it. My only reason I got so angry when I first heard that statement <laughs> is because those are the people <laughs> that pop into my head. If you're a good person, you say that, please explain it to me. I'd love to hear, but my if head first went to like, person, we don't want to hear it. <laughs> shut up, Charles Manson. <laughs> no, I genuinely am curious. Um, like, I don't want to again, talk to Charles Manson. <laughs> flash, flash back to me saying, like, one of my best friends is Muslim, and I love talking to him about it. Yeah. Um, Here's my the, problem. My biggest problem is not with people who are religious in any way. I hate people who are bad people to the yeah. core. They're bad people. And then they use religion as like, a, look, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I can't. Yeah, hide stand. behind the veil of it. I think those type of people are what ruined it for me. Yeah. And they're everywhere, unfortunately. But I think it's just terrible that they would take something that good and be like, look at my mask. 
very um BTK killer style Dennis Raider. <laughs> like yeah. he was like a pastor or whatever, a deacon, I think, in his church. And everybody's like, he's such a good guy. I don't understand. And it's so easy for people like that to latch on to something like that. Because then you don't have to ask any more questions. You're like, oh, you're a Christian? Yeah. Automatically a good person. And I'm right. like, ask some more questions. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to need, need no more. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's why I needed to learn the separation between religion and faith. And then I also think that's why I personally connect more with a Bible-based church because even though we read from the Bible, we read scripture every single week when I was going to a Catholic church. Um, And like, I want to say that my family, a lot of my family members still are very present and very active in the Catholic church and they love it. They are so connected to it. I think that's, again, goes back to the whole learning style. I, my faith style doesn't fit well in that place. Um, And apparently just because I don't know anything, it also doesn't fit in the spiritual place. But when it comes to my current church and it being Bible-based, he almost like reads stuff and tells me about history yeah, and then applies it to present day life and how I can actively um, apply these things in my life and how even though it was happening at a time that was 2000 years ago and feels so distant and um, foreign, it's human. Right. And there were human struggles then that are human struggles now. And just because they were experiencing it in such a different way than I am, doesn't mean that I, it's not related. So that to me is so, so helpful. And I can sit on my couch and watch it. And I know that some people are probably so turned off by that because it doesn't fit their idea of faith and religion. And that's fine. But it works for me. That's all that matters, really. Um, do you believe in heaven and hell? I believe in heaven. I don't think hell exists, no. Oh, my gosh. I just said this to Shane. Whenever <laughs> we were writing this one, I said that I was going to ask... Do you believe in heaven and hell? And if yes, what do they look like? And yeah. I said that some people don't believe in hell, but they believe in heaven. And Shane's like, well, there's like a duality thing. You have to believe in both of them if you believe nope. in one of them. And I go, no, Shane, there are people who believe in just a heaven or just a hell. And he's like, yeah. well, that's strange. I'm so happy you're one of those people. Why? Okay, I'll tell you. I It goes back to the Buddhism thing where I think it's like a nirvana situation is a heaven okay. thing. And I think that either your soul gets trapped here if you didn't make it or you get like reincarnated to learn the lesson that you're supposed to learn. I just can't physically think of a, a almighty being who loves us so much and blah, 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 being okay with his children burning. Like I love my son so freaking much. And he's not even like my love. Like, you know, I like, he's yeah. my love of my life. But if he were to murder somebody, even then I could not watch him like be put to death. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just as like a father or whatever he's supposed to be, I can't picture that. Yeah, Sky Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I can't picture my Sky Daddy doing that, doing me like that. Yeah. It just doesn't. Yeah, I can't. Maybe I could be wrong, but I don't think I am because I even even here's my big thing. It all goes back to true crime, baby. But like, okay. <laughs> so Your religion say, is true crime. <laughs> it really is. But like so many people say, if you don't accept, this is another thing that I hated. They were like, if you don't accept Jesus into your heart, I don't care if your mother Teresa, if you don't accept him, 
so you know another religion, you don't get into heaven. I'm like, well, that's not fair. What about the people who don't know any other or like, you know, so you're saying that Jewish people or Muslim people, they're not going, whatever. Then my thoughts, then I hear people that are like, freaking Ted Bundy, that's not, he wasn't one of them, but it's somebody like that, Charles Manson, whoever is like, I found God in prison, baby, and I'm all for him, and now I'm a pastor at the prison, and I do good. So you're telling me that that person who did no wrong in their life, but just didn't know about Jesus enough to accept him, is going to burn forever in hell, but Charles Manson is going to go to heaven because he accepted it and like spoke the word of it and did all the things that the Bible said. I can't go to sleep at night if that's the way that it is I physically can't so I think that uh, I think that if there is a higher place I just I can't I don't think that anybody deserves that kind of punishment so you don't so hell is not real for you nope I think if you do you get your own hell which is to come back here (laughs) to come back here (laughs) oh which is kind of like what you said the reincarnation thing you just gotta do this over and over Exactly. Or like I said, if you if there's something that you're missing that you can't get there, then you're stuck here like as a ghost way. But again, I don't think that all ghosts are bad people. I think they're just missing something. Yeah. But I've had too many ghost encounters to believe that it's just heaven and hell. I'm like, there's there's an in between. Yeah. Because I've had purgatory things. I've had too many things happen to me. Yeah. Where I'm like, nah. Well, Reggie, my psychic medium friend told me that people can like come and go from heaven really yeah that would make sense yeah no but i just can't i can't i didn't do faith any help there by saying with my science peeps (laughs) by saying my psychic medium friend told me so so that must be real so it's Um, true so what does heaven look like or nirvana like whatever your version of heaven is I've never thought about that. Um, I would just hope that I would be able to see my, I just can't imagine living without my family. So like my son, I would love to see my aunt again. She's, uh, if there is a heaven, that's the thing too. She wasn't super Christian, but she was one of the best people that I know. And there is not a, even though she didn't like, I think she might've been baptized, but she wasn't like following strictly the Bible and all that stuff. There's not a doubt in my mind that if there's a heaven that she's there. I right. know 100% that that's where she went if there is that. So I would love to see her again someday and then just spend my life with my son. Yeah. And my dogs. <laughs> when you, you picture it, does it look like here? No, I think I can't do that because then I think that I've already died. <laughs> oh. I, I told you that. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> I'm a crazy person and I'm like I, all the time I'll just be thinking of something and I'm like what if this is what my brain does when I'm just trying to go to sleep They're like what if you've already died in one of your near-death experiences and this is all just like your heaven and I'm like okay great so, <laughs> so now I can't sleep because <laughs> if this is heaven I don't want it <laughs> I, I think I'm alive still so I think you're also alive Okay, cool. Well, then I just think it's got to be better than this. I think it's the best days that you have on Earth. I think that's what heaven is all the time. Mine mine is clouds. There's lots of clouds. Yeah, for sure. I'm seeing a lot of white when I close my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, like, fluffy cloud sitting. Kind of like... Um, oh, you're sitting Hercule- on the clouds? Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, Hercules before, like, Zeus and Hera's house. Like, all that yep. stuff. 
that's what heaven looks like to me just made of clouds that'd be dope except i'm afraid of heights hopefully that you goes won't away be afraid of heaven yeah that goes away <laughs> um see i don't know i think if you would have asked me about hell when i was growing up i would have thought that it was like honestly like hercules <laughs> now yeah. that i think of it like Although his was like a pool. Like the souls are just swimming in this pool. I don't. Yeah. I, there's no water. It's all fire. <laughs> but also. Yeah, I can't get down with that. I can't get down I watched, with that. I like your logic about it. Um, yeah. Again, I don't know. So I can't say for sure one way or the other. I just. I'm always curious what people's thoughts are on it. Um, but I have you watched The Good Place? No, I have not. It's really funny. You would like it. Um it's got Kristen. Why can't I think of her last name? She's married to Dak Shepard. Belle. Yeah. It kept coming up Kristen Wiig, and I'm like, no, it's not you. It's the other one. Move. Um, <laughs> Get yeah, out. It's got Kristen Bell in it, and it's the one that was like, fork. Why can't I say fork? Yeah. Um. So it's really funny, but they portray heaven and hell as like, like a purgatory like place but kind of magic-y yeah. things happen it's really it's funny you should watch it um so i like the I idea just, that that might be it too i think that i think my other thing is like i just feel like you get more than one chance i can't imagine that we just have one chance because what are the the people that like do terrible i know well then you're gonna go to heaven <laughs> I'm like do you know the people that are born with like severe mental illnesses or like terrible things happen to them? And so it makes them the way that they are Again, all true crime things. But then I'm just like, how is that fair to those people? Severe schizophrenics and stuff who do horrible things to people, but they don't mean to. Yeah. And then it's just like, what, why, why then are they subject to live the rest of their lives when that wasn't their fault? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I can't get down with it. <laughs> I don't have all the answers for that. And actually, that is... Um, so that's all my questions. But I found some cool questions that this other... Um, now, this is a woman who... Her name's Mary Jo Sharp. She's a former atheist oh, okay. from the Pacific Northwest who thought religion was for the weak-minded, um, but who's now a Christian author and a director. Um, of the Confident Christianity Apologetics Ministry. So she actually has a book that's called Why Do You Believe That? (laughs) Which I think is, I think I like, I I click with her. She's, she she feels higher on the faith scale to me. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, so I wanted to talk about some of the questions that she brings up. Because I think they're all questions that you and I have kind of asked ourselves, and that's what made our number move. Yeah. Um, And what you were just saying reminded me of this first question that she asks, which is, if God is good, why is there suffering? Yeah. And I remember um, sitting uh, in for our ultrasound um, for our first baby, and... It was like I had to have multiple ultrasounds because there was a heartbeat at the first ultrasound, but they were like not confident in it. And so I had to have another ultrasound. I wasn't as far along as I should have been. Yeah. So they knew that the baby was not growing. um, And so they just thought it was like a matter of time kind of thing. So 
I was supposed to be 10 weeks, but I was only measuring six. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the heart had stopped. And my mom was with us and Shane just like collapsed in the chair. And I'm sitting there trying to be like, well, this is okay. Happens all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> and my mom said, why is this happening? They're good people. Yeah. And I was like, we are good people. What the heck? And it wasn't until recently, like for me, this is how I can answer this question. Um, actually we watched Easter service today and, uh, pastor or pastor Noah, I just call him Noah, (laughs) but, um, Noah was talking about, um, something that another, uh, pastor at the church, Matt had brought up initially. And that is, they were kind of comparing, um, life to weather Mm -hmm. and how, um, it's inevitable. Like just because you have faith doesn't mean you get exempt from pain. Yeah. doesn't mean you get exempt from life and terrible things just happen. They happen. Faith is the foundation. Yeah. It's not a shield. So if you have a solid foundation, you're still going to be standing after the weather's gone, after it's passed if you don't have a solid foundation, like if you don't have faith, that's when things can feel like they're crumbling around you. Right. And I feel like that's kind of where I am at now in this pandemic is like, it's really testing (laughs) my foundation and my foundation was tested with my miscarriages. Like my foundation is going to continue to be tested. And something that I've had to tell people is, that my miscarriages were a miracle. They were Mm -hmm. a blessing in disguise. They were horrible, painful, traumatic. They were the worst of the worst. They were a freaking hurricane. But Shane and I are so much closer to each other. We're so much closer um, to our faith. And again, the whole timing of when my business growing, being able to relieve some financial stress of loans and having a healthy pregnancy with Ollie and now having a healthy pregnancy with Forrest, like those are all things that wouldn't have happened without my miscarriages. Do you think that you would have gotten into photography had you had that first baby? No. I don't think so either. And that's why I'm, I I think that's such a, if not one of the biggest parts besides your family, in your life. And I, I don't think it would have happened either. Not that again, you'd never want to be like happy that those things happened, but at the same time it, it happened because of I have in my life. I don't think, I don't think we would have gone to church. Yeah. We had that first baby. I don't think we would have been involved in the church. I don't think we would have continued going to small group. I don't think, I, I don't think Shane and I's relationship and our communication would be where it's at right now. There's, there's so many things. Yeah. My miscarriage sucked. (laughs) It was horrible. Like I said, I wanted to die after the second one. It was not an easy experience at all. And, and I don't want to downplay anyone's traumatic event or, and say like, Oh, if you would have had a stronger foundation, like that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying for me, it took me because I didn't have a strong foundation. 
I didn't, yeah. I didn't have any. And that's why I was, I felt like I was crumbling and it was because I felt like I had nothing to stand on. And this is not me saying like, Oh, Sierra, if you only had a faith, you'd <laughs> have a sturdier life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was me. That's my journey. That's my yeah. experience. And it was something that I cannot explain the difference. Um, and the, the weird piece that I felt, yeah. I lost my entire pregnancy with Ollie because I was scared I was going to lose him. Yep. Even after I was I holding remember that. Him, yeah, I was, was still not still convinced like, he was going to stay. Yep. And now with Forrest, I didn't have to take my shots, which I had mm. to take shots twice a day, every day for 15 weeks with Ollie. Ugh. I didn't have to take the shots this time. The doctor was like, I don't think you need them. And I, I was like, all right, if you, a medical professional, are telling me that you don't think I need them, I'm going to have faith that I don't need them. Yep. And now I'm 20 weeks and I've been feeling him kick this entire time that we're talking. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, everything's fine. So it's just, I don't know. That's, I understand when people say like, why is there suffering? But it's in my mind, it's, I just attributed to like weather like you it's not faith is not a shield it's not a bubble it doesn't protect you from life right exactly yeah things are gonna happen it's just yeah and that's I think I didn't understand that before mm -hmm. I was where my mom was which is like I'm praying to you every day like why are you not coming in the clutch for me right. and giving me everything I want right yeah that makes sense and sometimes what I'm realizing is what I want is not what I'm supposed to have or when I'm yeah, supposed to have it. Like Exactly. Because if I would have had it, if I would have had either the first baby, which we named Sarah, if I would have had Sarah or I would have had Jonah. Imagine I have a I have a background in teaching special education. I know how to love and teach and support a baby with a disability. Yes. I'm prepared for that. I am. I was so open. I was devastated when I found out that I didn't get to keep Jonah because I was like, Oh my gosh, if anyone is going to champion and love on this baby, it's Shane and I. Yeah. But babies with down syndrome have a lot of other complications physically. They have heart conditions. They have, um, intestinal issues. They have like eating different dietary needs and some of them are nonverbal. Some of them are totally high functioning. And they like, I don't know what my life would have looked like. Exactly. And I don't, again, don't know what my relationship with Shane would have looked like. And as much as I wanted it and as much as I was ready for it, I know someone who, whose baby with Down syndrome lived six days. Yeah. I don't know that I, maybe that would have been him. I mean, he didn't make it past 16 weeks. Right. Maybe he wouldn't have made it six days. And then I would have had to bury my baby after having him. And maybe God was like, I don't think you're prepared to handle that. Yeah. I don't know if that's, yeah. So exactly. there's a whole lot of what ifs where it just had to like, take myself out of it and be like, okay, as much as I wanted this, yeah, it wasn't meant for me and that's okay. Something else is meant for me. Yep. Um, 
This is this says if the church has the truth, why is it full of hypocrites? Which we talked about. Ha! I just and you can... go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say you can't it's free will of people. Like just like I said earlier, Christianity again is not a shield. It's not like a I'm a Christian, I'm a good guy, or any kind <laughs> of religion. People are gonna be pieces of crap whether they're they say that they're affiliated with one religion or the other. And I don't think you can blame that religion for them. I did, but I think those people there's something with those people inside of them, and right. you can't you can't judge the religion based on the people who represent it, which is sad because um, if you are that into that religion, you should try to do a better job of representing, (laughs) of representing. This is a PSA. Yeah. If you know that you're a Christian or a Catholic or a Muslim or whatever, and you're doing something to make people off put from what you're trying to like bring to the world Take yeah. a step back and realize what you're doing, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> don't. Yeah. Maybe. Would you but go she- out representing your job and being like, hey, man, I'm a computer um, analyst and I fucking hate computers. <laughs> so yeah. let me into your house. I'm going to fix it. I hate doing it. Don't know how to do it. I'm going to do it. Also, your room <laughs> is junk. Please hire me back. (laughs) (laughs) I actually was going to use some kind of analogy like this for this part. Because, again, she asks, why is it full of hypocrites? And she says, um, the church is full of hypocrites because we're all hypocrites. The entire human race. (laughs) A hypocrite can be any person who acts in contradiction to his or her uh, stated beliefs or feelings. She said, um, I've said in the past I would never drink coffee, and now I do. I stated I don't like postmodern art, but there are works that I enjoy. By definition, I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. And I was going to say the exact same thing about um, there are restaurants I've gone to that are absolute trash, but that doesn't mean I stop eating at restaurants. Or if I yeah, exactly. don't like this uh, like Mexican dish – that doesn't mean I stop eating Mexican. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's just, it's weird when you take take it out of, apply that same kind of logic to something that's not faith. Yeah. And then you're like, well, that would be ridiculous if I gave up an entire thing because I had one bad experience in this isolated area yeah, with the these specific is- things. How many bad experiences yeah. I've no, had. No, I totally get Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. At some point, you're like, you know what? I have shit myself entirely too many times after eating at that Thai place. <laughs> and any Thai place, I'm not eating Thai anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I get it. I get how some people can attribute it to almost like a food allergy where they're like, okay, I experience negative effects every single time I ingest this thing. No longer am I ingesting this thing. Um, I've tried different churches. I've tried different people. I've tried different like types of religion. I haven't, but (laughs) I'm just saying this is just an analogy. (laughs) I also just don't like going to church. Sorry. I don't like getting up early. (laughs) And I'm just like 11 o'clock or nine o'clock. They if it was, first. like, online, I'd probably watch it. They do have it. I'm sending you the YouTube channel. <laughs> That's fine. I'll watching. watch it online. I might. <laughs> I have, They had really good songs today. Oh, sorry. I almost burped. I'm very gassy. I've been doing it into the mic this whole time. Sorry, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, this is the last part she has that I want to address, but with hypocrisy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> with hypocrisy, <laughs> she <laughs> said there can be no hypocrisy when every individual decides for themselves what is good. Without a standard in place, we have no rule for suggesting that that person is being hypocritical. That to me explains religion in a way that's like how we said we're applying rules to something mm-hmm. that we weren't supposed to apply. Like there there's ground rules, but like Jesus was hanging out with the robbers and the, the prostitutes. Sex workers, baby. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> yeah. That's not your job. It's not your job. You don't, right. Jesus didn't bring you down here to do his job for him. That's not your job. That's not yep. even really his job. <laughs> exactly. So, just let just, he just he loves them no matter what. You shut your mouth. How <laughs> <Not> about you? <laughs> so the last two kind of go together. So I'm gonna bunch them together. It says, "Hasn't the scientific endeavor shown that belief in God is unnecessary and unintelligent? Do you have to choose to trust in either science or faith? Can you trust both?" That was a huge thing for me because yeah. I felt like if I believe in science, and I do believe in science because Same. science makes sense to me mm-hmm. where sometimes faith doesn't make sense to me or the world doesn't make sense to me. Um, does that mean that I lack faith or I have a lack in belief because I believe in science? And what she says is we call science the study of natural realm, the study of the natural realm. Faith is not the study of the natural realm. Faith is a trust in God. You can trust in God and study the natural realm. You can even believe that your faith in God is what provides a foundation for your study of the natural realm. And I was like, yo, yeah, that is something I can get behind. Right, exactly. Because that's also why I believe in medical intervention. That's why I think it's fine if you have to take medication for uh, your anxiety or depression. Oh, I 100%. think that God gave us the ability to discover that, these things and use see, these tools. Mm-hmm, that was another thing that was very off-putting. Um, I wanted really badly to, when I was a bit of the church, and I was like, what is happening, God? <laughs> um, I should have been put on some kind of medicine. But even, I should have gone to counseling. My mom was like, let's go to counseling, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, cool. At least I'm going to counseling. And my therapist... I didn't realize there are faith-based therapy and like actual therapists. And this was a faith-based one, which is fine if you go to one, but I I highly recommend you also go to a therapist who knows about, because she was everything I was saying, which I I knew was anxiety and depression. I didn't really know, but now I do. She was attributing it to like, well, pray about it or, you know, and I was like, that's not helping me. I am praying every day. You're not like basically she was making me feel bad again. Like, well, you're not doing a hard, like a good enough job <laughs> or you're not keep... being chosen to be fixed yeah. right now, which like, so it was like way to make me feel keep... better. <laughs> right. She was like, just keep trying. And, uh, you know, maybe someday it'll work. And I was like, that's not helping me at all. My brain is broken. <laughs> Will yeah. you please help? So now that I know more about mental health and fixing my own brain, I think that I would latch on to something better than that. Because I think, again, it's he gave you the tools. He's like, that's not my job to fix you. You have to you have to get yourself help. Right. Which I say a lot to my ex-boyfriends when I was with them. (laughs) Well, that's (laughs) not my job. (laughs) I know I keep trying to just like push you to um, go or watch my church. Um, I know. (laughs) But 
he talks a lot about that. Like he essentially is saying like you, there is a way that they can live together. I wonder if he read this book and like, that's where he was like, yeah, for sure. Let's (laughs) talk about this. Um, but she also says, as Francis Bacon noted in the new, what is that word? Organon? Oh, boy. It is because God brought all of creation into existence that makes all of creation worthy of investigation. Faith and science are not only compatible, but complementary. I think that thought of that it's worthy of investigation, like it was created and he wants us to know about it. Right, for sure. He wants us to explore it. Like, how cool is that? That he's like, well, look at this thing I made. Go ahead. Yeah. Take her for a drive. <laughs> See, it's weird because I can't get down with the Big Bang Theory. That seems, like, too chaotic and, like, no fucking way that there are certain things. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but there's no way that everything came out of that. But then I also believe in evolution. Yeah. You I know believe in evolution. Saying? Yeah, okay, but that so people would be like, no, evolution goes against the Bible. And I'm like, okay, but I'm saying I don't believe in the Big Bang Theory, but evolution makes sense. You can't yeah. tell me it doesn't. Big Bang Theory does not make sense to me. There's like two worlds collided. Boom, world, life. There you go. Have at it. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot for me to try and comprehend, if I'm honest. Um, but evolution makes sense to me, but I don't understand why evolution and creationism can't like work together. Exist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why he didn't put things here first and then they evolved. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's where I'm at. But again, this is like, we're, we're constantly learning. We'll never know. Um, I was just, (laughs) I was talking about this earlier and I said that, I think maybe before we enter the gates of heaven, we're allowed to ask Gabriel. I think he's working the gate. um, One question, like one, I need to know the answer. I've wondered this whole my life. (laughs) Well, it was where do all the other socks go? Why do I have so mismatched, so many mismatched socks? (laughs) Seriously. And then it was a whole bunch of unsolved mysteries. Jean Benet Ramsey. I was gonna say Jean Benet Ramsey was my second one, but I think and I know who did that one. <laughs> everyone thinks they know, but we need to ask Gabriel. Exactly. And then, um, yeah, there's just like so many questions. I need to know. I need answers. M- maybe one of them should be about the Big Bang and evolution and all those things. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, can you write this down for me because I need to <laughs> spell I need it a out. Diagram. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand. The last thing I want to read that she said, and then, like, I'm done, is (laughs) one hour and 40 minutes. Um, Remember, it's a privilege, not a burden, to discuss the big questions in life as part of loving and caring for people placed in our lives. She didn't say people placed in our lives. She said people God places in our lives. But I want to take... God and faith and religion out of that and just say that talking about these kinds of things are important. Yes. <laughs> and it's okay. Yeah. And that's kind of what we were saying in the beginning is just like, it's a conversation between two people wanting to just like talk. And, yeah. I, and I'm it's glad important. that I'm glad I got to the point. Cause when I was really like right after I got out of the bla- bad place before the, when I was at a zero. Yeah. I was very angry. 
back then at a lot of things. I was being like horribly mistreated and uh, just in a super bad place. Like I said, I was like homeless and shit. But um, I was like defensive. If somebody tried to talk to me about that, I got mean about it mm-hmm. and like attacked them in a way. And I just want, especially my mom. So mom, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm sorry. She would try and I would just be yeah. like mean about it. I'd be like, oh, really? Well, then why is this like things that the Bible in the Bible that don't make sense to me? Right. Which, again, that's because it was written by man. I fully believe. I don't know that I fully believe in that, but I whatever. But she would be like, Sierra, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. And I just get like nasty with her. And I think that I'm glad that I grown enough to know that people can have. Diff- I don't have to attack somebody for not 100 percent believing in what I believe. And that's the whole purpose of faith. Nobody knows yeah. the answers. Nobody right. has all the all the none of us do. But it, like I'm not going to hurt somebody if they found a way to make themselves feel better right and like I said none of us know the whole answer but if you found something that fully makes you feel complete and better and like you belong or like life makes more sense to you now far be it for me to take that away from anybody I never want to do that right and it's cool to talk about because you get different perspectives on things yeah. And, and like, that's what I meant by even outside faith, like yeah, talking about hard things in general. Um, and I know we live in such a um, divisive and complicated world. Yeah. Um, but I just would want to, I want to create a space where we can openly discuss things and where people feel safe enough to discuss them with us or to, mm-hmm. to discuss them with other people who they also feel safe with. Um, but yeah, thank you for switching the topic and talking about this with me. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our other topic another time. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've got the so rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then maybe next life. And then until over and over until we are allowed to go to Nirvana. I'll tell you, I really fully believe in reincarnation in more ways than one. And I'll get into it later. But <laughs> there are too many things that I'm like, I've lived through this before. <laughs> My other body knows. <laughs> Flashback to deja vu. I'm telling you, I think that's why I'm afraid of falling through the floors. One of my other selves fell through a floor somewhere. <laughs> Why else would that be what I'm afraid of? That's such a weird thing to that fear. Just, like tells me that this is a game and we have lives. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, or maybe well, I just have severe anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably that one. Fine. Well, guys, that is uh the that on our journeys with faith. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, or thanks for not hating us. Exactly. (laughs) And happy Easter. Yeah, and happy Easter. All right, we're out. Goodbye.